We're going to move forward today in our, our new series. We're continuing in a new series in the book of Joshua called Crossing Over. And we're going to move forward in that series. We opened uh, last week at the beginning of chapter one, and we're going to move through the rest of the chapter today in the book of Joshua, the first chapter. If you would uh, turn with me there, if you have your copy of the word of God, um, we have copies here. If you, if you would like one, I'm going to be reading from Joshua chapter one, beginning at the first, uh, beginning at verse 10 in the English Standard Version. Joshua chapter one, beginning at verse 10. It says, and Joshua commanded the officers of the people, pass through the midst of of the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions, for within three days you are to pass over this Jordan to go in to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is providing you a place of rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land that Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But all the men of valor among you shall pass over armed before your brothers and shall help them until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as he has to you. And they also take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and shall possess it. The land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. And they answered Joshua, all that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commandment and disobeys your word, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Only be strong and courageous. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, Uh, We thank you, uh, God, for the opening of your word. The opening of your word brings light, God. We pray you would illumine us now. Uh, Fill, Lord, um, this time uh, by your spirit and for your glory. Be exalted and magnified, Lord, in our eyes and our hearts, God. Um, Lord, I pray that your spirit would attend to Uh, every heart that is present. God, you know every condition. You know every situation, Lord. I pray that your spirit would um, touch and apply, Lord, what is necessary to each heart for your glory. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this space, for um, your presence now. I ask God uh, for fresh anointing to preach and an anointing to receive your word and pray that the the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be acceptable in your sight, 
is, Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 The, the late Dr. William Temple was known as a great servant of Christ. And there was a, a young clergyman under his leadership who once questioned him about his, him being assigned to a difficult location. Um, he responded uh, to his assignment asking Dr. Temple, why do you send me there? Don't you know how difficult it is? It'll kill me if I go there. And how did Dr. Temple reply to this? He said, well, you and I don't mind a little thing like that, do we? If what God has set for us to accomplish will require our lives, we should be willing to give our lives. How's that for an answer? <laughs> Anybody want to be his understudy? Uh, um, I wonder how the young man responded. We, I don't know how the young man responded, but how would you have responded to that? How would you have responded? Um, faced, with, faced with a potentially life-threatening assignment from their leader, we find in the text today the people of God responding by giving God a yes. Giving God a yes, that's the title of the, of the sermon today, giving God a yes. Um, the, 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 the plans of God begin to really unfold in our lives as we make an obedient commitment to follow his orders. We don't begin to see God work until we make an obedient uh, commitment to follow his orders. Um, I lost three people already, but we, we, we're going to go. Look, listen, uh, uh, just, just as a recap for those who weren't here last week, this book of Joshua, uh, it, it picks up where the first five books of, of the Bible, the, or the Pentateuch or the Torah, uh, uh, leave off. It's the continuation of the story of God acting on behalf of and through chosen people to establish his rule on earth. Opening after the death of Moses, in, in chapter 1 last week, we saw the Lord preparing his next leader, Joshua, for the assignment of leading his people into the land that he had promised they would inherit. Joshua was commanded to carry his duties out with strength and courage, obeying the word of the Lord, and being sure of his continuous presence. Um, that's what Joshua was, was equipped with. Um, how, how, how does that relate to us? Sometimes we miss it, we, we, we read it and we say that's a nice story. But, but we were encouraged last week uh, to recognize also uh, what God had spoken to Joshua. We were encouraged to re recognize God being with us. God being with us. And we were also challenged 
to demonstrate that not only uh, that we recognize God was with us, but that we are with him by being obedient to his word and faithfully moving forward in his calling. Um, have, have we committed to that? That was last week. Have, have we committed that we complete last week's assignment? <laughs> have we committed to that? We, we, we'll talk more about the calling a little later. Um, here in the text, we see three movements take place in the text before God's plan begins to unfold. Uh, first, we see the, the, the orders that are given. Uh, then we see uh, a, an obligation being recalled. Um, and then we find an obedient response. So look, look, at, look, at, the, look at the orders. Look, look at how they, they're, they're, they're laid out. Verse 10 says, And Joshua commanded the officers of the people, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, Prepare your provisions, for within three days you are to pass over this Jordan, go in to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Um, the order, prepare, pass over, possess. Um, these, this is command. After the Lord prepares Joshua, he immediately begins to prepare the people. Um, the, the, the first, no good in having a prepared leader and then people are, the, the first thing on Joshua's leadership agenda is to give the marching orders that he received from God. Notice, uh, uh, the, the structure of, of Joshua's directions to the people. He gives commands, uh, they said the officers, to the, to the appointed and trusted leaders for them to then give to the people. This is a system, it's a delegated system. This system of delegation had been set up by Moses uh, that you find it back in, uh, in Deuteronomy. This system was set up. The, the substance of the command was to act on what the Lord had commanded him. This, this is critical. Um, this, uh, this would uh, 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 kind of shape what the mission was going to look like, uh, that Joshua was sharing what God has shared with him. The people would need to recognize that um, they were not following the, the whims of just some random guy, but that Joshua was God's appointed leader. Uh, invested with, with, with God's delegated authority for the people. So if they understood this, then they'd be able to trust that when they're hearing, uh, uh, that they're hearing from God through Joshua and then respond rightly to his words. Are you with me? Um, it, it's important that they, that they recognize who they're hearing from. And, and, but not only had Moses commissioned Joshua in front of them, there was something else running in the background that, that would likely help uh, the, the passing and receiving of these commands uh, between Joshua and the officers and the people. Uh, um, between Joshua and the officers is that these leaders, along with Joshua, were all said to have the Spirit of God on them. 
the Spirit of God on them. In, in Numbers uh, chapter 11, uh, verses 16 and 17, we, we find that, that because Moses was being worn out by the people's complaining and, and, and the people's, uh, 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 the people, <laughs> uh, 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 the, the, the Lord said, I'm going to send you some help. And we see that the Lord told them, to, 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 uh, he said, gather for me uh, 70 elders, uh, officers, and he says, and tell them to come out to the tent, and I'm going to meet you all at the tent, and then uh, uh, I'm going to put some of the spirit that's on you, I'm going to put some of that spirit on them. So, so he said he sent Moses help. So Moses had uh, uh, people who were, uh, uh, were, were, were uh, walking with the spirit of God. <clears throat> Then uh, we, we heard in, in, jo- in, uh, in Numbers in chapter 27 and verse 18 that, that Joshua, he, when, when, when God told Moses to go get Joshua, he said, go get Joshua, the son of Nun. He said, a man in whom the spirit is. So Joshua already had the spirit before he was even called to the assignment. Amen. So, 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 so these, the, the spirit of God uh, between them to help them recognize that God is operating with Joshua and then it causes them to uh, uh, cooperate with him knowing that, that if God is working in us and God is working in him that God doesn't contradict himself. So we're hearing, we're hearing from him. So, so Joshua goes forward and he speaks with confidence to the people. He says, prepare to pass over and possess. Oh, I, I, like, I, like, I wish I could just preach like that all the time. Prepare to pass over and possess. It, it, it's no longer <clears throat> time to wait. God has spoken and it's now time to move. Joshua speaks to him. He says, pack up only what's, what's necessary for the journey. He says, we've been commanded to go and take hold of what the Lord has prepared for us. And, and it should have been good news. I mean, the, the, the whole camp should have just went up and shouts, amen? But he then turns, uh, uh, he knows he's talking to a mixed crowd. <laughs> There's always a mixed crowd. He then turns to... to to, to remind some of the others in the crowd of their expected part in this coming move. Um, there were some in the room that needed to be reminded. He says, and to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, uh, 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 these were uh, uh, tribes of Israel. Um, he said, Joshua said, remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you saying, the Lord your God is providing you a place of rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land that Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But all the men of valor among you shall pass over armed before your brothers and shall help them until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as he has given uh, to you, and, and they also pos- take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and shall possess it, the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. Look, um, Joshua has to bring up their obligation. 
Watch this. Um, we find, we find in, in Numbers uh, chapter 32 that these two and a half tribes uh, of Israel, um, they had staked their claim outside of the promised land. Um, oh yeah, I got a map for y'all. You see that? They had, they, had, they had already staked their claim outside of the promised land. There they are, Reuben and Gad and, and the half tribe of Manasseh. The promised land is over here. It's over here across the Jordan. But they had staked their claims here. Uh, 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 they, they saw that it was a, it was a, a, a broad place with, with pastures for, the, for their livestock. And they decided it was a good place for them. This is, this is good enough for us. We can, we can stop right here. Um, God's done enough for me. <laughs> Moses, Moses thought when they, when they brought it to Moses that their decision to hang back would discourage the rest of Israel from crossing over because of what they'd had to face without the support of their brothers. Um, so Moses uh, w- was not in agreement when he heard this proposition for them to hang on that side of the Jordan when God was calling them to cross over the Jordan. Are you with me? They, they, um, they, so so uh, the, the question is, um, do we consider how our decisions about what benefits us will impact those that we're connected to before we make the decision. Um, that's a question. Um, Warren Worsby, uh, he commented about, about these two and a half tribes. He said that uh, apparently their first concern was making a living and not making a life. Um, they would rather have big flocks and herds than dwell with their brothers and sisters in the inheritance God had given them. Um, that, that, that was Brother Worsby, Worsby's comment. I, I don't know. I don't know. But they had stopped short. Um, and, but to make their case to Moses, because Moses was going to shut it down, uh, to make their case, the two and a half tribes, um, they, they made a promise that they would cross over with their brothers to help them secure their inheritance. They would not leave them hanging. They would go with them. And, and, and so Joshua was there when they made the promise. So Joshua quotes Moses' words from Deuteronomy chapter 3, verses 18 to, to 20, to call them back to their obligation. To call them back to their obligation. Somebody, somebody knows that, that uh, uh, you, you've made an obligation to a, a child that, that, that they were going to get to do something. And it looks like you, you forgot that you told them that they were going to get to do that thing. And what, did, what does that child do? That child reminds you of your obligation. You said, you said... So, so, so Joshua reminds them of their obligation uh, to go. But, um, but right here, there, there's, there's two major themes that, that are a part of Joshua and a part of the larger um, narrative of the Bible that come out right here. And we just, just want to peek at them. Um, rest and land. These are, these are two uh, critical major themes. Part of Part of God's 
establishing the identity of his people was to give them a place or land, a land. Um, through, his, through his people, watch this, God's character was to be implanted in that land, displayed for his glory, and then radiated out into the rest of the world for blessings. Are, are you with me? You, you see how God sets this up? Um, <clears throat> God would, would, would give them a place not only to be gathered together as a people, but also as a launching pad for them to carry out his will. Um, the land, the land. Now, related to that, that promise of land was also the promise of rest. Um, rest. Uh, in the Old Testament, it, it, it kind of connects with the, the idea of shalom or peace, having peace, this rest. It's, it's, a, it's a settled state of well-being. This sounds good, doesn't it? A settled state of well-being free from harassment and the threat of enemies. Anybody want rest? Uh, um, <clears throat> this, this, is, this is a rest that God was, was leading toward, and, 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 and this is a core uh, um, theme in the scriptures. If we read the, the scope of the Bible, though, we find that this state of rest that he was uh, promising for his people, we find that um, in the land, it would fluctuate from generation to generation, this rest that they were, uh, that they were supposed to have. But it, was, it wasn't fluctuating because of God. God wasn't, uh, um, wasn't, uh, wasn't flimsy. He wasn't going back and forth. It was fluctuating um, primarily due to their lack of faith and disobedience. The rest, they, so, 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 so their land was restless because they were being disobedient. Um, it's in the scripture. Um, look at this. This, this rest by God, um, it doesn't just stop here in that land. It also has a larger spiritual reality. It's a spiritual picture that the, the writer of, of the Hebrews picked up in Hebrews chapters three and four. There is a, a spiritual rest provided in and by our greater Joshua. I, I told you that Joshua uh, is translated, and in, in, in the New Testament, you hear it come through as Jesus. Um, there's a rest in and, and by Jesus Christ that will be eternally unable to be broken or tampered with. A rest that can't be uh, uh, shaken or, or taken. Um, and this rest that's accessed by obedient faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's, there, there's a rest that this rest points to. Uh, are you with me? Walk, walk this. Look, another thing um, about this rest that Joshua's command points to here is that even though it's given by God, this rest is it's a gift. It's given by God. It comes after a time of work. It comes after, like, like God rested on the seventh day after he did the work of creation. But it comes after a time of work. These tribes, they need to hear this, they're being called to now go before 
and help their brothers, um, that, that is a matter of work and war. Um, their rest is going to come after this matter of work and war. It means uh, going to battle with and for them to, to fulfill this obligation that they have. Um, they, they weren't just to, now that they had their side of the Jordan, that they had their land, they weren't just to, to bask and take ease in what the Lord had given to them while their brethren struggled. Uh, they, they were to take a strong stand, willing to go out and cross over obstacles and, and engage in warfare to help others receive what God has provided for them. Our Holy Spirit, I, I, I wish the Spirit would help us see this. Uh, they, they, the, I'm going I'm to make it as plain as possible. God was, 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 was calling for all of Israel together to move unified under the leadership of Joshua to take possession of the promised land. Uh, as, a, as a church, maybe we can see it better if, it, if we look at us. <clears throat> as, as the church here makes strides toward the will and work of God, no one who is a part of us has the luxury to hang back on the outskirts, just resting on their blessed assurance uh, 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 saying, in essence, let them take care of it. We are co-laborers, the scripture says. We are co-laborers together. According to this scripture, <clears throat> those who have a, a foretaste of the promise are obligated to help see others take hold of it. Those who know what it is, they, they, they have a responsibility. And some people don't like the, the word or the idea of obligation. Um, uh, uh, um, but, but one, that's what it is. And two, uh, um, what if the obligation was attached to an opportunity? What, what, what if the opportunity was so amazing that it, it, it really should be considered a privilege. Y'all still not with me. I, I, I'm saying this obligation is an opportunity that's a privilege for the church of God, the people of God, to be involved in the awesome work of God, to participate in sharing the rest of God that we've received from the Lord with those who have not obtained it yet. It's a, it's a privilege. But, but how, how, would, um, how would these folks respond? They, they, they have their pastures. And, and land for their families, for their livestock. Four-car garage. They have it all. They have comfortable lives. How would they, would this command be now an optional thing or would it be received with obedience? Look at them. And they answered Joshua. All that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. 
Just as we obey Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commandment and disobeys your words, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Hear the the obedient response. Um, Although the, the language doesn't specifically identify who it is that is responding, because Joshua has spoke to two groups of, of people, right? It, it, it seems more, most likely from the nature of this chapter, if you read the chapter and chapters to come, that this chapter in how it is establishing Joshua as the leader of all of Israel, that the officers and the representatives of all the tribes, including the two and a half tribes, uh, are are here together committing to respond obediently to God's direction through Joshua. Um, this This is everybody. In other words, there will be no spectators on this mission. Uh, Notice the level of their response. They don't just just commit, they super commit. (laughs) Uh, Notice, uh, in terms of uh, of limits, they present no limits. Uh, It's a complete yes that they give. They they go all in. I mean, uh, they say all that comes with the mission of crossing over Whatever it calls for, they say, we will do it. Wherever, Joshua, the the path that you lay out, wherever it leads us, they say, we will go. Um, They they, they went all in. You see that? Uh, Is is there anybody here who, who would not want people like this on their team? Anybody? Is there anyone here who's willing to be people like this on God's team? There was a, there was a, there was a missionary who, who boldly journeyed on his own to, to uncharted territories in Africa. A, a missionary society was so impressed by his courageous devotion for God and this work, they, they wrote to him. They said, said, have you found um, uh, any good road to where you are now? Have you found a good road to where you are now? If so, we want to send other men out to join you. The missionary replied, if you only, I'm going to yell because I I feel like he was young. If you only have men who will come only if there's a good road, I don't want them. I want men who will come if there is no road at all. Uh, This is is the kind of response the people of Israel are giving Joshua. They they don't see a road in front of them. They see a a, a raging, flooding uh, river in front of them. But they say, Joshua, can can I, I want to be, I'm going to use the street, I'm sorry, it's whatever. It's whatever, Joshua. Um, uh, um, as, the, as the people fully now acknowledge Joshua stepping into Moses' shoes, they commit to honor 
God's choice of him accordingly with obedience. Um, and not only do they give a strong yes, they go on to speak words of encouragement to Joshua. Um, they, they, offer, they offer a blessing, uh, for a blessing to him for all that lies ahead of him. And, and, and in this blessing that they offer to Joshua, it sounds like there's only one condition in this blessing that they offer to Joshua. Um, and they, they pray that the Lord would be with Joshua. And they seem to imply that as long as he is with the Lord, they will be with him. Oh, that's good news. No, no, no leader could expect or ask for any more than this. As long as he is with the Lord. If he turns left from the Lord, they should turn right from him. <laughs> Amen. And then finally, to seal their new pledge of obedience, they vow to hold themselves to the highest level of accountability. They're not just talking a talk. <clears throat> they are putting their lives on this. We're going to do it. <clears throat> not, not wanting to, I'm sure, repeat the disaster of their parents in the wilderness, uh, of their disobedience. They, they pledge that any rebellion or, or, or treason uh, of any sort, it will receive a sentence of capital punishment. They set accountability in place. Now, hearing, hearing the people's a strong response to God's direction brought a question to mind. Um, when I heard them respond, some t again, you can get caught up in the narrative of the, of the scripture and, and forget about the reality of it. This is a, these are real life people. Um, but the question came to mind, were, were God's people <clears throat> back then more willing to sacrifice personal desires or face risk to be obedient to God than we are today? If so, why? Uh, um, some, some might believe that, that they were more motivated by the extreme consequences attached to disobedience. There were stones always ready. But, I, but even if that's the case, even if that's the case, should extreme consequences be more motivating than the grace of the Lord Jesus that we've received? With the people fully on board, all that's left for Joshua is what the Lord had already instructed him here for the fourth time in this text. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. The chapter closes, but then the journey begins. Uh, 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 it, it reminds me of, of, of worship and, 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 and preaching the word. When, when the word and the worship is finished, then the, then the journey begins. Um, <clears throat> with, with his new leader, Joshua, in place, we see God now positioning his people to cross over into his promises in a unified way to move forward. The time has come for their days of 
packing tents and breaking down tents and wandering through the wilderness. That time for that has come to an end. They've heard God and they've said yes. What about us? What about us? Uh, if, we, if, we, if we've been watching and listening here, uh, we, we could connect the dots of God's word to Sycamore Hill Church, Wilmington, calling us to make his house and the collective work of spreading his kingdom here in our city a priority. Uh, we can look uh, 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 through uh, uh, worship moment after worship moment from, from the teaching of the book of Haggai to the book of Nehemiah to Matthew to, to Acts and, and then on to the, the book of Hebrews. Where, wherever we look, his word has been directing us to operate in a faithful, committed, unified way toward his purpose here. He's, he, he, he's, he's given us already our why. Um, he, he, why? Why should we commit? Why should we be obedient? Why? Because he's Lord. Um, because he's, he's poured out abundant grace and mercy on us. Why? Uh, 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 G- because Jesus has laid down his life for our sin. Um, because he, he has given us his spirit. His, his love should be compelling us and he has called us together and commanded us to go. Will we respond with a strong yes? Just like, just like his people of, of old. We're being positioned by him right now to to cross over and move forward from our life of, of packing tents into a rooted place in our city. Call to, to a place where God's character can be implanted and a community can be impacted with the goodness of his kingdom through worship and, and witness. A place that is a, a stable landing and launching pad for his people to gather and go carrying out the good works that he's already prepared for us to walk in. Can you see it? God's calling you to take part in it. And it all begins with giving him a yes. Give God your yes. Yes.